My name is Natika Oberoi. I'm an interior design student and founder of Design Natika. Interior design is important because it's the process of shaping the experience you have in the space through spatial volume, surface treatment, lighting, and by manipulating these aspects, you're really affecting the industrial and environmental psychology of the space. And you're really drawing on aspects such as architecture, product design in order to improve the performance, productivity levels, and just general mood of the humans using the space. Respecting the process, baby. Who is John Whitney? <laughs> so John Whitney is a uh, Kitchener-Waterloo homebred. Um, went to school here, went away for a few years, came back, and has been in the real estate business in the Waterloo region for about 35 years. The real estate business by choice? Real estate business by choice. Um, my family had been in the real estate business. Mm. Um, no pressure to go into it. Um, I went away and worked for a couple of years, decided I wanted to come back to this area and thought real estate would be cool mm. and uh, got into real estate and the rest is history. Where did you go to school? Went to Laurier. For what? I was in a geography and planning, honors geography and planning degree. So that worked out pretty nicely. I couldn't have picked a better education to get into the commercial real estate business. Yeah. It's what it's all about. Urban geography, planning, all of that stuff. But do you keep learning once you hit the field, eh? You keep learning. Um, I've learned that I don't try to do my own planning anymore. It's gotten <laughs> so much more technical than it ever was. But great foundation. Um, and. It's a, it's a wonderful business because it's very entrepreneurial. Right. And, uh, you know, you have a mix of clients. Right. Um, so you never get bored with the same file. Are you an entrepreneur? I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm an entrepreneur for my clients. I mm -hmm. think I work hard and try to be creative for them. Yeah. Um, but I'm also my own entrepreneur. I'm this building that we're in, right. uh, my office is in it, and a partner and I bought this and renovated it and yeah. fixed it up, and now it's our home. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, you know, one good thing about being in the real estate business, you get to see a lot of different places. Yeah. So you can sort of say what you like or what you don't like. Exactly. And yeah, this worked. You said creative. What, what other qualities are required in, in your position? The president of, of Whitney? President of Whitney and Company. Um, so people. I mean, obviously, we deal with people all the time. Yeah. Um, a cast of different characters. Mm -hmm. um, so you've got to be able to be friendly with some. You've got to be able to speak finances with other. Mm. So you sort of have to you know, be creative in how you adapt to your clients. Exactly. Yeah. Something I've noticed too, the, the importance of a creative atmosphere. Creative atmosphere is good. Business atmosphere too. I mean, you know, we go into lots of spaces that are probably more tech driven, right. that have a little bit more creativity. You know, we still have private offices and a little more confidentiality that we deal with. So, Especially in the Waterloo region? Especially in the Waterloo region, absolutely. Very tech-driven. Financial services, though, we deal with a lot of insurance companies, mm -hmm. the banking industry, a little more conservative groups as well. How many years have you been in, the, in this industry? 35. What's your favorite project to date? 
You know, I don't know if there was one favorite one. There's been so many cool. I mean, there's been some, you know, we could have a file that could last two or three years. Yeah. So, you know, it, you can be sledding it out in the, in the trenches. Wow. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, did a lot of work for BlackBerry. I, I moved BlackBerry from when they were in 5,000 square feet to the first 11,000 square feet. Right. And then they ramped up to 3 million square feet and did a lot of that work for them. Oh, that must have been neat to watch. Really, really cool to watch. Yeah. It's cool to see the different cultures mm -hmm. and the different groups and, and what's important to each of those different groups. Exactly, yeah. Everyone has unique needs, right? All have unique needs. Yeah. Uh, money's often a problem, so <laughs> you've got to get creative about how you, you know, structure something. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. And nobody wants to pay a lot. Yeah, the cheaper, cheap and cheerful, they say. <laughs> hey, you, you mentioned BlackBerry. And then, uh, you know, obviously BlackBerry isn't experiencing the same level of success, but some people argue that's not a problem because, you know, like different people now have uh, separated themselves from BlackBerry or have been removed and are now doing new things. And it's kind of putting a new energy and life force into the tech industry in Marley region. So you're, you're seeing a much... Would it be safe to say that you're seeing a much more diverse clientele after the BlackBerry disbursement? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because if you go back into Waterloo Region mm -hmm. and the history, you can follow, you know, really, you know, terrible um, company or great companies breaking up. Yeah. NCR did it. Hewlett Packard did it. Yeah. There were a lot of different companies that imploded or downsized. And and you could follow those engineers that moved out into the into the other companies in the area, like BlackBerry's doing now. Yeah, and it's actually been really good for the marketplace. Really, because you get that expertise that these people have had in those organizations, the experience, and you move it into different things. So it, it's it's usually a positive. Right. And what I'm thrilled about is knowing so many people that work for that company. Mm -hmm. I now bump into them in other companies, and yeah. I go, you're wonderful for this company. <laughs> we just did a, a, a lease with a tech company, and one of the guys I dealt with at BlackBerry, yeah. he's working with them. And I went, they couldn't buy your expertise, and, and you got a job here. That's fabulous. It's invaluable, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It, it, so obviously, I'm, I'm a process-oriented guy. It's, it's the platform. And a lot of the time, uh, when, when I talk to people about their process, it Failure isn't always the worst thing that's happened, right? Right. It's more or less an opportunity. So what about the old adage, we learn from our mistakes, you know? Very true. I think there's a lot of that that's in there. You know, and I think that a lot of company, a lot of the people that work for the BlackBerry, hmm. you know, they were in positions that they did their job and they did whatever the, you know, the pushing that they did. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't their imploding that happened. It was a bigger, broader company thing. Right. So these people still have a clean, untarnished background. They did a great job with what they did. Yeah. So they can feel good about going off into these other places. And some of them have a ton of money and can invest into some pretty nifty projects. Think about when BlackBerry came out, I think, originally in the early 80s at $5 a share. Right. And then they ratcheted up to $160, $170. <sighs> Yeah, it's interesting. And these guys had all these options. Man, yeah, that's it, it's funny how how a failure can turn into something, an opportunity, really. That's exactly it. So what? Okay, I gotta ask. In terms of your career, have you ever failed at something that maybe at the time was incredibly disappointing and turned into 
a success? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that in every in every business and everyone's person's life, you get setbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you might have not got the listing that you wanted to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have got the listing and then couldn't get rid of the space and. You know, it moved on to someone else. Right. But, you know, I, I, I think that's also what makes you a better person. Right. You know, you, you, you take that and you look at it and you say, now, what did we do right? What did we do not so right? Right. What could we have done different? Yeah. Like, I think that's the part about continuous improvement right. that you can always strive for. That's interesting. So even though you may not have, you know, sold or released something, mm. you learned about it and you've probably become a better agent because of that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because statistically speaking, and we're talking about improving, I've learned that my podcasts are most enjoyed when they are under 10 minutes long. <laughs> Is that why you're looking at your watch? <laughs> so we, we, we got to, I feel like that was, a, that was an interesting conversation. I appreciate your time. And I have to ask you what respecting the process means to you, Mr. John Whitney. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I've looked at your website and mm-hmm. I, I see some other interpretations of that. I think for me, you know, there's a there's a right and a wrong about a lot of things. And I think that one of the things I've done all my life is I've tried to stay in the right side of the ledger so that instead of going off and doing something a little shady or something not so cool, I've always sort of gone down this path of, of sort of the right thing, and I, I found that that served me really well over the years. Mm. You know, you, you never have to cover up the good things. You can always say, this is where it on my sleeve, as they say. Mm-hmm. And I think that I see a lot of people that go down the other side of the ledger, and I always look at them and go, you know, if you put as many hours into doing good stuff as you do into bad stuff, you'd probably be a much better person. Yeah. So I think the whole idea of, of respecting yourself and the people around you and your clients and your family right. is why not stay on the good side of the ledger and, and lead your life down that side of it? Because there's not as many pitfalls probably if you're going down that side of it. Right. So I kind of look at it and go, um, for me that works. Um, <clears throat> I don't have to apologize for anything. Yeah. I feel pretty good about what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, I think as I look back, that was probably a pretty good thing for me to follow.